You're listening to Wholehearted with Jenny Muscatel, bringing you 10-minute wholehearted interviews with incredible guests to encourage you with the light and love of God. Join us each Monday by tuning in to www.christianmix106.com at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jenny Muscatel, and you are listening to Wholehearted, where we have honest, faith-filled conversations with people whose lives have been impacted by congenital heart disease, or in short, CHD. Joining us today is Letitia Alosius, a student at Baylor University whose goal is to become an occupational therapist. Letitia was born with a single ventricle heart, and because of that, has undergone three open heart surgeries. Letitia, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. So you have been through a lot in your life, and I know you make that look easy, but the thing is, is things like this are not always easy, are they? I guess not always. (laughs) So what do you do to keep God present during the hard times? When hard times comes, that's when the enemy likes to attack the most. Just makes you believe the lies that God's not enough, God's against you, and all these things because of your circumstances. And so keeping your faith present is just to remember that God is above all of your circumstances and for you. And he is with you through these circumstances and holds you through these circumstances. So not only does he see the bigger picture of what's coming and what he's doing, while you're walking through it, he walks through it with you, which I think that's incredible. We have a God that goes before us and with us. And so the way I keep my faith present is always reading my Bible first thing in the morning. I always do that. And if in case it gets missed because I have to wake up early to go somewhere or whatever it is, I always try to do it later on in the day. But just to get that in and just praying and talking to God, like there's a way to pray where, you know, you're in awe and reverence of him, but also a way to just kind of talk to him as a friend day to day and just like quickly in two minutes if something happens. And so just to try to keep him first and foremost and not let my mind go to being fixated on the situation and all the things that are going wrong and keep it fixed on him. I really love what you say. You have some really healthy habits that help you keep God center even during the hardship. What helps you do that? I guess it's not just one thing. It's That's a hard question because it just kind of happened, but also it was a lot of things that were slowly building up. So I went to a camp in the summer of 2019, and for the first time I saw what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. And these people were so filled with life and happy and it was different. It was a different kind of happiness. And I wanted what they had. So I started going to a church pretty regularly, but I didn't touch my Bible. I kind of prayed, but it was more like a, hey, can you help me pass this test? Not like a actual, you know, prayer. But I didn't really read my Bible. But March 2020, because of like quarantine and everything, I had so much time on my hands and I had really nothing to do except my calc homework, which I did not want to do. So instead, I was like, my alternative is either do nothing, read my Bible, which I don't even know why that thought came in my head. It just did. 
but or do my calc homework and obviously I didn't want to do that so I read my bible and it was genuinely that day where I was like oh I want to know more I want to learn more I grew up kind of hearing the stories and yet I understand none of what I'm reading so that's a problem so I wanted to know more and it was really just a desire that the Lord put in my heart um, no one talked to me. I didn't have any conversations with people in church. I didn't hear something profound. It was just one day I just wanted to do it. And so I did it. And I started listening to only Christian music. And now I listen to like secular and Christian music, but like early 2000s, 2010s. I don't know what's happening nowadays. But like even that, I would say 97% is just Christian music because at the end of the day, that's what makes me feel fulfilled and full. So just surrounding myself with those things. And it was a gradual buildup, I feel like, except reading the Bible was one day just kind of like, bam, I kind of feel like doing it. So I'm going to do it and learn more about it and research more about it, which when I really want to do something, I will go do it and I will go search up whatever I have to, to do it. So it was like that. Uh, just being in community and getting plugged into churches and everything was very gradual. And a lot of it only started happening once I went to Baylor. Mm. So I don't have a direct answer. It's just kind of like I'm thinking back in the timeline and I'm like, I don't know. God just kind of did what he wanted, what he did. <laughs> now, you said you noticed in other people that they had this life about them once they had a relationship with Jesus when that happened for you and you entered into a relationship with him, how did that change your perspective on the things that you were going through? Instead of just being caught up in everything that I was going through, I saw an end to the misery and I saw the end to the pain and the heartbreak and all that. I saw an end to it, whether it was in this life or when I'm with Jesus, there's an end to it. It's not forever. And so you don't have to be sitting in it forever and letting it overtake your entire mind and your life. Even though it was hard, I actually had hope that couldn't be taken away from me by people or situation, which was the scriptures. And I remember like certain situations where I would like actually have scripture memorized and like be speaking that over the situation. Or if I just didn't remember it, I'd open my Bible. I'd literally Google it, whatever it is. You can go to Google now and search Bible verses for sadness, like something so basic, and you will get like 400 results. So things like that, I started doing, and it was hope-filled and life-giving. And I think that's what those people had, not just their circumstances to be stuck in, but a way to have hope to get out of it or to, you know, walk through it. And they saw an end to their pain. And just the knowledge that it doesn't have to go away in this life, it can be something that lasts forever like chd lasts forever but there's going to be one day in heaven where i'll have a heart that's not filled with you know surgeries and all these things and i can rejoice then but now this is the circumstance so why you know be sad about it if i can't change it oh well is there a bible verse that stands out to you that really carried you through uh, the first Bible verse I ever memorized was Psalm 23, 4. Even when I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort and protect me. That's basically the verse is like, yeah, God is going with you. 
And that was so comforting. And that's when I'm like, okay, God is with us and he's walking before us. And, you know, it's that was like mind blowing. And just that whole psalm. Jeremiah 29 11 was also great because it promises for a hope and a future and that God has everything that's going to work out for your good and for the, his glory. And ultimately, that's what was like, OK, whatever I'm going through, it'll work out for good. But what matters is it's for his glory. That's what matters at the end. And there's so much like I see Ephesians 2.10 on my wall and basically the paraphrase is that you're God's masterpiece, like put together. And that can go with CHD is like you're not broken. These things are not by mistake. God didn't accidentally drop your heart on the floor or something like you are his masterpiece put together beautifully. And there's so many verses that I can just think of that are like leaving my mind at the moment. But there's so many that I not necessarily have memorized, but I know where to go to. I love those. What is it that God has taught you through your CHD journey? I think something that he's taught me, he uses everything for your good and the good of others and for his glory. And that was really shown to me by the whole opportunities that I got to record podcasts and talk to people and write like things and make posts and all these different avenues he's provided me to really share my story with CHD, but really my testimony of what he's done in my life. And so that's what he's taught me. Like if I did not have my heart condition, I would not have the ability to show compassion the way I can and relate to people on this level and for people who are struggling with chronic illnesses or have experiences growing up in the hospital or going to doctors and all these things that not other people have to do or pack like 40 medications when they go on vacations. Like I have all these unique experiences that are not necessarily fun, but I can show to have compassion, relate to one another and just we're all walking through the same thing in this life, but we have a God that's overseeing all of it. And so that's why he's taught me that ultimately glory is for him and that I can use this to help others. That was Letitia Alocious. Thank you for joining us today. And remember to tune in next week to Wholehearted for part two of this incredible interview right here on Christian Mix 106. Thank you for listening to Wholehearted. Remember to catch new episodes each Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ChristianMix106.com. To learn more about Jenny, you can visit her website at JennyMuscatel.com.